Hey everybody, it's me, Brad Watson from the Saturate Podcast. I'm your host. Thanks for listening. Today's episode, we're going to continue to talk with my wife, Mirella, about the rhythm of listening as an intentional way to engage others and to live on mission and to live everyday life. Before we jump into that conversation, I want to let you know about a few things that's, that's going on that I think is pretty exciting. One is all month through the month of April, we're going to have Gospel Basics for Kids is going to be on sale at Amazon. So type that into your search bar on Amazon, find a great deal on an amazing children's resource curriculum you can work through in your family, in your missional community, in your church on Sunday mornings. It's a very great resource. It's full of all sorts of goodies. Check that out. The second thing is next Wednesday, April 10th, I'm going to be doing a live webinar. It's going to be about how to step into leading communities on mission, how to start them, how to lead them into growth. You'll have a chance to ask me questions, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, Really excited to start this new thing where we're engaging with you in that way, where I'm not just talking to you, but we're, we're listening to one another. So that's going to be our first ever webinar on April 10th. Go to saturatetheworld.com for more information, figure out how you can be part of that. And with that, let's jump into today's episode on listening. This is the Saturate Podcast. Saturate is committed to seeing a gospel movement happen in North America and beyond, in which every man, woman, and child have a daily encounter with Jesus in word and deed. This podcast is an ongoing conversation with disciples and leaders growing in the gospel and growing and living the implications of the gospel in community and on mission. We put our kids to bed again. We did. I went to Target, two different Targets. Yep. And uh, now we're sitting here in the living room. Yep. Ready to talk again, this time about listening uh, and listening intentionally. We were doing a series of of episodes on uh, living with gospel intentionality. Uh, the last episode, we talked about living this daily rhythm of bless. And the second rhythm is listen. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about today. The, the third is eating. The fourth is story. And the fifth is Sabbath. And then at the end, uh, the last episode, we'll talk about how to equip leaders uh, in leading communities towards living these daily rhythms. But this episode is about listening, listening to God, Mm -hmm. listening to one another, uh, listening on mission as an intentional way of life. And you are one of the best listeners. At least that's what people say all the time. (laughs) (laughs) People are always like, she's such a great listener, isn't she? That's funny. Yeah. Well, thanks. It's true. Great. Yeah. You're a very curious, wonderful listener. And so... I'm excited. This is actually a topic we've wanted to to do an episode on for a long time, and it just works out with this series. But I think listening is uh, very important. I think it's crucial. I think a daily rhythm uh, that we we might think should be put here is maybe like conversation, talking, that sort of thing. But we've intentionally focused in on listening instead of just talking or having conversations because we're kind of prone to speaking and talking all the time. Yes, I think so. That's most people's 
MO in relationships is to do all the talk. In fact, I think we're very uncomfortable with silence. Yeah. So super uncomfortable. One of the things that I think is interesting about this rhythm is people often, yeah, think and associate talking or having all the answers or having the right stuff to say as, as kind of the key to mission or at least the key to evangelism. Uh, in fact, that's one of the things I hear all the time when people are struggling to uh, live a life on mission is like, well, I don't really know what to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know, really have the right answers. However, the thing that I've learned so much is the skill that we need so much more than like having the right answers is uh, being able to listen and having the right questions, mm. uh, hearing people, understanding. It's like the the famous Francis Schaeffer quote, uh, 95% of the time we listen and then 5% of the time we speak up. Or the way I like to say it, 95% of effective relational mission is actually listening. Mm -hmm. Maybe 5% is speaking directly into their life, their situation, their needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I say all this to say that listening is important. Yeah, for sure. And in relationships, probably more than talking is listening is what will make any sort of difference, I think, in People's lives. I mean, there are definitely a lot of moments to talk. Mm-hmm. But I think listening is really what will give us the ability to understand who is in front of us. Right. Yeah. And I, I think even if you yeah, zoom out, I think that can even be one of our struggles with God a lot of times. Uh, we don't listen to him. We don't right. listen to his scriptures. Yeah. Our prayer life is a talking life. Yeah. Not a listening life. Or we look at scriptures through our own lenses, which mm-hmm. means we're probably not really listening to what scriptures are trying to tell us. We're still listening to our voice and how that applies to our life or how that is for us or how that says whatever it is that we are hearing mm-hmm. in our head. And so I think the skill of listening is... um. It's kind of funny. I Googled because you asked me, what is listening? And I said, I'm just going to ask Google. (laughs) And so I Googled. And the first definition it shows up in my computer is that listening is the ability to accurately receive and interpret messages in the communication process. Hmm. And without the ability to listen effectively, messages are easily misunderstood. And I think this definition is very scientific right communication science (laughs) yeah but i think of it like if you break it down on the way that we communicate anything so Mm -hmm. body language tone of voice our eyes the words we're saying the type of communication direct indirect Mm -hmm. i think if you get this communication or this definition of listening, very scientific, but you build it up with all these other things, then you start thinking, okay, without the ability to listen effectively, messages are easily misunderstood. In other Mm -hmm. words, if we can't listen, then we don't really know what is going on, and we will not understand what other people are trying to say to us. Right, or even what's going on in their life. Yeah. Yeah, even I think we... We kind of hear the first thing people say, and then we're like, okay, that's what it is. They're tired. But we don't like 
that this the second, third, fourth question is kind of yeah where you really begin to understand another person. Yes, and also you can, as you listen to what they're saying, you can also try to remember. There's a lot of debates on like listening focused on the person versus listening and trying to think of what you're going to say next. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the things you can maybe think about as you're listening to the other person is when was the last time I talked to them and what is one thing they told me then then right. And does this have anything to do with what they told me? Right. Because I think that is one way that people also feel listened to Mm -hmm. is when we remember what they tell us. Totally. And I, I mean, not, not all of us have a good memory. Right. But I was even talking to somebody from Soma the other day that he was saying that when they moved into their new neighborhood, he started writing down who was the neighbor that came and little things that helped him identify that person right. so that when they talk when he talked to that person, he would remember the things that they shared when they came to welcome them to the new neighborhood. Right. And so even if you don't have a good memory, I think some tool like that can be really useful um, as you're trying to listen. Oh to yeah, people. and I think that it's a an endeavor that requires a lot of boldness as well mm-hmm. to put yourself with another person and and begin to to truly listen to them, ask questions. Even to to ask deeper questions, you know, yeah. like, oh, well, like, what was it like growing up? Oh, was that was that hard that yeah, you know, your your dad wasn't around like that. Right. Those questions, yeah, I think require a ton of boldness. Mm-hmm. But I think those are kind of that's like the heart of a of a missionary is to ask those questions. Yeah, I think we tend to avoid the uncomfortable questions because we think, oh, this might be a sensitive topic. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the uncomfortable questions are, I think, also the ones that make us people understand that they're being listened to. Mm -hmm. That the simple or maybe quiet phrase of, oh, yeah, I didn't grow up with my dad uh, did not come unnoticed. Mm -hmm. That the person that's listening has some sort of idea of how that can be a weighty situation or or not. Right. Maybe it was the best that they didn't grow up with their dad. But regardless, there is some sort of brokenness there because that's not necessarily how God intended for families to be built. But um, there's something in that person's life that was broken that right. can be talked about. And we can listen to that. Yeah. The other piece to this, at least with all of these rhythms, is to to ask the question, okay, how did Jesus do this? Or how do we see this in the scriptures? Yeah. Um, like, like the kind of like crucial passage, at least in the Old Testament for people, on what to believe and who they are as a person mm-hmm. uh, is a thing called the Shema. Yeah. Hero Israel. Yeah. And it's really kind of like this invocation, like, here, listen. Yeah. And that's like throughout the Old Testament, right? Like, you know, listen, like, hear the call, hear the voice, uh, respond. Uh, And then Jesus comes along after a whole slew of people who didn't hear that the Lord was one. 
Yeah. Who didn't listen, who didn't hear or keep his commands, who didn't trust and obey God. But then Jesus comes along and he and he fully does that. Yeah. Uh, he He's like listening to the Spirit. He's listening to the Father. He also continually listens to the people around him. Uh, the amount of questions he asks for someone who's supposed to teach, you know, yeah. he's like supposed to teach us the way, but he asks a crazy amount of questions. Yeah, I think that's one of the keys of listening is follow-up questions. Not for the sake of just having follow-up questions, but as a way to engage. It's it's um, almost like your brain is being ignited mm-hmm. to uh, participate in the conversation. Right. And I know you do this a lot. You're, you try to do follow-up questions as a way to also continue to engage. Mm-hmm. With with the person and it's how I stay away from being bored. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's really good because not only allows the person in front of us to know that they're being heard, but also it helps us get a fuller picture of what it is that they're trying to communicate. Right. Even if the follow up question is, "I'm sorry, can you?" repeat that again i don't know if i followed Mm -hmm. Um, that can be helpful for listening yeah um for sure yeah and i think sometimes it's like even in the life of jesus it's not always these super mysterious questions or like deep rooting questions sometimes it's just like where are you from yeah i think the classical example of that i think of Mm -hmm. jesus uh, doing a lot of follow-up questions is uh, the woman at the well. Right. Where she says, you know, I don't have a husband. That's always the thing I think about. Oh, I don't have a husband. And he's like, that's right, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the one that you have in your house, um, um, the person that you have in your house is, you know, not your husband. But he he kind of picks up on something that she just maybe casually was saying or maybe not. Who knows why she mentioned that, but she mentioned that and Jesus just picked up on that and said, okay, let's go with mm-hmm. that. And so I think with listening, that's kind of what we get to do is when people are sharing very casual phrases about their totally. day, when they're saying, yeah, that coworker, I had a really good conversation with my coworker today, or I had a pretty um, harsh email today, or... Yeah, it was kind of like a blah day at work. Like right. Those are things that if that is the first thing that pops into somebody's mind and they're going to share that with you, mm-hmm. those are probably things that they were thinking about right. during the day. And you've just opened up this door where you're saying, hey, there's a piece of your life for today that I would like to enter in. And they are, and they are letting you in. So as you step one foot in, you can continue to step another foot right behind it by asking more about, oh, wow, like, what made it blah mm-hmm. at work today? Was What what happened? Did mm-hmm. something happen? Or, oh, um, how was that conversation with your coworker? What did y'all talk about? Right. Why was it so exciting for you? Why, what did you feel mm-hmm. when you were talking to that person? Or... Um, what do you think or why were you excited to do that? Mm-hmm. And I think with the harsh conversation, with the harsh emails, you know, like, same thing. Like, oh, man, that's 
nobody likes harsh emails. Right. What's going on with that? Right. And how did you respond to it or how did that make you feel? Or yeah, I think I think following up it's it's um it's taking one step after the other and walking into the door that this person has just opened into their life. And it's like the way I think to gain influence. It's it's really strange. I think we live in a in a age where influencer is a profession and usually it's just like and that whole profession is about like, I'm going to put myself out there, put myself out there. But the way you gain influence in a community or a town or neighborhood or whatever is actually from being a person who's naturally curious and listening uh, and asking those kinds of follow-up questions. Or, or even something I always love to do is ask people about their jobs and keep asking them like, oh, so how does editing work? Mm-hmm. Oh, so then what? Who who's gives you the the film first and then and then mm-hmm. how who like what's the process like and how mm-hmm. do you get to the end and, and how right. long have you been doing that and I mean I just like love d- because people spend 80% of their lives doing that right and everything most of the time people just assume about their jobs at least that's how my experience is everyone assumes like the other day a new neighbor was like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a pastor. He goes, oh, we basically do the same thing. I'm a comedian. And it was like, right, I guess. I don't know. That's a first. Telling some jokes from the pulpit. I guess. I was like, my jokes don't always land. Um, the other thing I was going to say yeah. that you've taught me a lot, not just having curiosity about people. So that's that's one nugget, everybody. Having a curiosity, asking follow-up questions. But the other thing that I think enables you to be that kind of curious, influential listener is to uh, let go of all of your assumptions. You know, assume you don't know. Right. Play dumb. Uh, Play dumb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I think one of the ways that kills our ability to listen is someone says, oh, I had a really rough day. You know, I got this email. It was really harsh. And we're like, oh, I know probably exactly why that was harsh and why that hurt their feelings. And I probably know exactly how they feel. And then you don't ask a follow-up question because you're not curious anymore because you've assumed that you know all of the backfill. Yeah, you you've put it in there mm-hmm. when you could be like they probably approach it differently than you, right? Or maybe the things that are harsh for them are not harsh. For you. Right. Play them in the in the best of ways, I guess. Just don't assume that you know. Yeah, for sure. And I think with the whole influencer thing, it made me think of that. Uh, <laughs> that. Netflix show that about that fire festival and how that was, you know, sparked up by influencers. And I Mm -hmm. would say that these people that are so-called influencers, they, I look at them as these, um, you would consider them the, the professionals, like Mm -hmm. the expertise people in some sort of big topic. Yeah. But I think the real influencers of our lives are the people that we have relationships with. Right. Um, that go way beyond mm-hmm. our social media accounts. Right. And so those are the people that actually their voices matter mm-hmm. to, to our lives, I guess. Right. Uh, yeah, back to what you were saying. I think playing dumb is a good... Uh, it's so, honestly, it's very liberating for me just to be like, you know what? I don't know anything about that. So totally. can you just help me? Because if I'm going to pretend that I know something, it's not going to be, I'm not going to be able to go f- much further down the road 
before I can actually say, all right, now I really have to admit that I don't know. Right. Um, and if you keep going down that road where you think you know, <laughs> then yeah. when do you ever stop and pedal back and say, you know what? Actually, I have no idea why you're t-. like, how far is too far where you can be like, okay, I don't have, I can't, I can't go any more further. And so I think playing down from the get go is okay. And I think a lot of times we, we assume that we should know things or that mm-hmm. people have told us so we should remember Whereas a lot of times it would probably be easier to just say, hey, I know you've said this before and I'm sorry, I, I, I don't remember. Can you say it again? Yeah. People do that to my name all the time. Yeah. <laughs> How do you say your name again? Right. <laughs> and I love that they do that because it is a hard name to remember. And so if you don't remember, you want to ask. Um, and so I think playing dumb is helpful. Also, it just... Uh, allows people to explain Mm -hmm. so you are in the conversation and you know where they're coming from and you know what they mean and you can engage in that in that moment with them Mm -hmm. um and understand probably in a much clearer way much more clear way where they're coming from yeah if you just play dumb (laughs) yeah well i mean it it definitely opens up so much. I mean, I, I think about just a few interactions we've had in the last several months, but there's a a couple, they have a daughter, Nora's age at, at her school. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the first interaction with me is he was he was wearing like a Liverpool hat, and I'm like, Hey, do you like actually like Liverpool? Do you like soccer? Or yeah. is that just a cool hat that you wear? And he's like, Oh no, I do. And then I was like, Oh, well why do you like Liverpool? Like, how did you get into soccer? Oh, I actually played soccer like all through high school, really mm-hmm. love soccer. I grew up in Massachusetts. Yeah. We, like have a long, like the English connection is like pretty strong and vibrant. And he like, it's like, Oh, like I'm like found out so much about him. And that right. even led to us. Yeah. Like that became a basis of conversation where I was just curious about his hat. Yeah. And then we see each other a lot at birthday parties and all of that, more curious conversations. And it even led to this this kind of surreal moment where they were really sad one day. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, what's what's going oh, on? Yeah. You seem really down. Well, our cat died today. Yeah. And then we were able to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Was the cat special to you? Yeah, we had the cat since we got married. You know, like yeah. it just – it kept going more and more and then in the very end we got to like there on the playground as school was getting started like you know death is not the way it was supposed to be yeah you know and and like hug this person who (laughs) was basically like a stranger yeah not that long before i think that's some of the the power of listening yeah for sure and i think even while we're talking about last time the listening comes with intentionality Mm -hmm. to like you are listening for what God's doing in people's lives, for what he's showing you. Like you can't, we don't have the ability like Jesus had to to hear the woman at the well say, well, I don't have a husband. And, and then he writes, he says right back, well, yeah, you don't. And the person that's at your house, like we, yeah. unless we know the ins and outs of people's lives real deeply, <laughs> we don't have that ability to see through people like that. But the spirit of God does gives us that 
understanding and that um, insight right. that shows also with intentional right. listening. And yeah, like you said it earlier, the freedom of that. Yeah. Like the freedom of inviting someone to your house for dinner when you're going into it thinking, I'm just going to ask them questions. Right. Until they stop talking, which, yeah. side note, you don't have to ask that many. Nope. But like, I'm just going to ask this couple, like, how do they fall in love? Yeah. Or how do they, they meet? How did you meet? Or how did you end up in the city? And you just keep, you know, yeah. how did you get into this profession? And you just keep asking more and more questions. Like the freedom of that, of the only performance you need to do is asking another question. Yeah. Or even the, the freedom of walking into work or the school playground or whatever place it is. And you having that intentional focus of who can I listen to is so much more freeing than, oh, who do I need to talk to? Yeah. At least for, I mean, we're both introverts. Yeah. So that's definitely more freeing for us. Yes. Uh, but I think it's, it's, I mean, we said in the beginning, but... I just think it's it's so crucial. Maybe it, maybe it wasn't in other cultural times. Yeah. But I think for where the church is, where our culture is and mm-hmm. its perspective with Christianity, we're going to see a lot more people listened into the faith, like discipleship through listening, mm-hmm. than we are like, here's my bullhorn. Like, mm-hmm. let me talk you into the faith. Mm-hmm. I think people... With each question you ask, you really are earning the right to be heard. Yeah, and I think, too, there's wisdom in our words. We think what words are being wasted all the time. Hmm. And I think as we listen to people, we can save our words where what we are saying actually has a meaning. And they're hmm. not just hollow platitudes that people that we think people want to hear. Yeah, and I think that is how people will experience also connection. I was actually thinking about you know, like at Starbucks for example, if you spend 5 minutes just watching a barista and hmm. what they do and what they have to like all the things they have to do. Yeah. Um I mean it's fascinating how they have to multitask Hmm. in so many levels. Yeah. And I think just by observing them, so many questions could arise from that, where if that barista has a a break, you can just go up to them and be like, hey, did you get to to go to a training for all of that? How did you learn how to do all this stuff? And how was that? And I mean, that's, that's just like a... I don't know. It's a it's a yeah. reality com- completely different than my reality. So mm-hmm. I don't know how to how to pull a shot at a at a Starbucks machine. Right. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. That was many lives ago, but but I know you did that. Yeah, many professions ago. <laughs> but I do. Maybe I'll go back to that. <laughs> Those were easy times. You just like pull the shot. Uh, pastoral stuff is harder. But I think I think that. Just a simple observation, like just by watching what people are doing, there are possibilities for so many questions. Absolutely. And, and to, to hear. And of course, you know, as as someone sharing, 
about how they were able to learn those things, whether it was easy or difficult, we get to learn more and more about their lives. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's, I think, what also listening, intentional listening and observing people, you can, you can do those things, I think. Yeah. Now we're going to get super practical. There's the basis for it. And one of the things I, I just want to throw out is, Saturate does have this resource. It's called 10 Questions to Help You Listen to Others. We created that resource because we realized just telling people to ask questions is really terrifying. That's like not part of conversations normally uh, outside of how are you doing? Right. And then in most conversations, one person will just sort of like monologue for a little bit. Right. And then they stop monologuing. Then you monologue. Mm-hmm. On something kind of related to what they said. So we realize people don't even know what to ask. We tell them to listen. Yeah. But they don't want to ask. And right. uh, so there's these que- questions. It's like a list of questions. That's what the resource is to help you listen to others. Uh, I think it's really uh, awesome. And the feedback has been really good. There's a few that I just want to point out of these questions that I think are are kind of gold. Hmm. Very helpful. But one question that's just meaningful is, hey, what are you thankful for hmm. from this past week? Just like asking that's a, a person one. that. Um, I probably stole that from you. Okay. Or what was difficult about your week? How did it make you feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are good. Uh, this one I love. What are you learning these days? Mm-hmm. Or like, what are you curious about? That's a good one. Or what are you worried about? What are you frustrated about? I, I think this one always opens up so much was like, what was growing up like for you? Yeah. Oh, where did you grow up? How was that? Yeah. That sort of thing. And then this is perhaps my favorite one. What is it? It's, I'm really struggling with blank. Oh, what yeah. advice do you have for me? <laughs> That's bold. I know, but I th- I really like that one. You know, like uh, whether it's, my kids got some behavior stuff at school. Like, what would you do? Yeah. Or even really simple, simple things like, yeah, I'm trying to like take care of my lawn or build my house. Or I'm mm-hmm. trying to garden. Like, I I was really into gardening in Oregon. I love gardening. Mm-hmm. It's the most spiritual thing that I do. Therapy. It's the most therapeutic thing I do. But I would just ask all of my neighbors, you know, like, yeah. oh, how are you doing it? What is what's going like? Hey, I like how do you get the bugs off of it? Like, can you tell yeah. me, uh, do you have any advice for me? On this. Um, I'm struggling with this person at work. What do you think? How do you deal with that? Um, yeah. That's why I like that question a lot. It is bold, I guess. That's good. I like that one. Do you have any you would add? I like to break questions down into smaller questions. So like one of the ones you said was So like what was growing up like for you? That's kind of a that's kind of a loaded question. And so what I like to do is I like to break questions down. Mm-hmm. So like what was growing up like for you? Instead of asking that loaded question, I would probably ask, So where did you grow up? Mm-hmm. Did you grow up with your parents? Who lived in your house? Mm-hmm. Did you have animals growing up? What did your family do for vacation? Did you guys go on vacation? Did you go to public school, private school, homeschool, no school? What did you do? I try to break it down because what was growing up like 
it, it's great for people that love to talk mm-hmm. because they don't need a whole lot of right prompts. But but for, for people that would rather be quiet in a group mm-hmm. conversation, those pointed questions force them to think about specific things, right? Instead of what was growing up like. Oh, it was great. Our home was yeah. pretty chill, and it's like right. So I think I'm not. I'm not, you know, throwing down that question. I think that question is great. For me, this is what I have found to be helpful. Also, because it helps me be focused on one part of the person's lives. Like, yeah, when you say what was growing up like, I think when we ask more pointed questions, it's almost a way of guiding them through answering those questions. And so that's kind of one of the things I do. I do ask a lot of questions. And I don't know, I, I don't know, I haven't had anybody complain about that. <laughs> I haven't had anybody be like, oh my goodness, stop asking me so many questions about my life. <laughs> at the end, they'll say like, oh my gosh, we didn't like talk about you at all. Oh. <laughs> that's what happened like three hours in and you're like, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind that. Um, I ask a lot of questions. Not a way to avoid talking about me. I think that's also a good tool for introverts, <laughs> but that is not what I do. It it really is. I just, I just one thing leads to another, and and it's true. Like people do like to talk about themselves, and so it's just an opportunity for them to do that. But then also, I think in that talking, as you're listening, you we know that God made that person in his image and he um also wants to meet them either in their joy or their sadness or wherever they are in their lives and so Mm -hmm. i think our our role as good listeners can also be speak those words of hope in Mm -hmm. people's lives what you were sharing with your friend from school school pickup and drop-offs um just how, you know, death isn't the way it's supposed to be. And then that's true. That's not how God intended for life to be. So I think the asking questions, the way, the way I do it, like I break it down. It also helps me focus on a specific area of a person's life. So that's another thing I do. I'm no like specialist in listening. Well, I think one of the things you kind of said earlier that you do really well, but I think you've really discipled me in is not just listening in the moment but then remembering oh yeah which i think it's very that's even like the biblical meaning of the word like hear listen like listen and remember the words of Uh god yeah listen and remember the words of those around you Mm -hmm. as well and so i think you know something you do is you you remember like oh yeah they kind of like shared when i was talking that they're really interested in this one thing Uh i'm gonna get them that a thing related to that or right because i've learned from you it's like oh like like i remember that they really like basketball so mm-hmm. i'm gonna ask them like hey are you enjoying march, march madness. madness you know and <laughs> but are you or <laughs> i am <laughs> very much <laughs> that duke ucf game was awesome uh i really hope zion williamson comes to the lakers Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, just kind of feeding, like listening and then remembering. And mm-hmm. something you said earlier too, of like bringing it up the next time you meet, like you're together. Like, hey, yeah, last time you were talking about how you're working on this big project. How's that going? Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I, 
I've like seen it on so many people's faces when you do that. And then now I've learned to do that myself. Like the person feels known Mm. in like some crazy way. Even there was a a couple we were camping with a few weekends ago (laughs) and we both asked them at different points questions on some other thing. And they're like, you've got a file on us, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, (laughs) they're like, and then they, yeah, the, the guy was even, even said to the lady, he's like, yeah, I think that night they're like comparing notes and they're like <laughs> figuring out what to ask us. That, and we, we don't, but, but that is kind of a learned skill that kind of started with asking questions, but then it's, it's really grown into listening and remembering. And like I said, like you might need to write down stuff so you will remember and that's totally. okay. That's totally okay. I think too, body language is pretty important. When someone's talking to us and, you know, eye contact is really important, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and engaging with them and following up, just following, not following up, but following them. Mm-hmm. Not just with our eyes, but also with all the, oh, yeah, mm, oh, man, I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Mm. Like that's sort of st- like what you're doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my special skills. <laughs> Actually, I learned that <laughs> learning Portuguese. Oh, really? Yeah, I realized I know if I should do that sort of thing, and then people will know that I understand. Because <laughs> what they would do, technique. exactly, what would happen is people would get, like talk for a long time, and then it, then they would always end like every sentence or paragraph with like, "Do you understand? Do you understand?" Uh-oh. And I got so tired of that. I was like, oh, the way to like get around that is to like go, mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> but it's it's true. Yeah. Yeah, I will say eye contact is a big one. And the mm-hmm. Oh wow, like all the, the verbal things that and nonverbal too, like the arms crossed versus you know, your arms down or just on your lap yeah. or whatever. Those things are leaning forward at the table instead of leaning back yes totally yeah your physical presence is yeah i still struggle very much like in public places when if there's something going around me you know if there's some drama happening in the background between two strange people i'm like i want to know that story yeah you do you get distracted it's very true (laughs) (laughs) i think this is kind of related to what you're saying is uh laughing at people's jokes oh yeah like laughing when people say something funny Uh uh-huh and which means you really need to be listening right because if you miss out on the on the joke and you don't start (laughs) laughing how are they gonna feel and what are you gonna do you're like oh no i missed it tell me again tell me again or you just go oh Oh, right they just said something funny and it's not i like to like over laugh i don't know there's not enough laughter in the world anyway so just Overlap or like grimacing when someone's saying something hard. So, but wait, do you mean overlap? Like, I didn't really think that was funny, but I'm going to laugh anyways. No, I think when something's funny, I think sometimes we hold ourselves back oh, in our laughter. You're just saying like, that was really funny and you just laugh. Yeah, I think. Just let it, let it laugh. Yeah, we're kind of stingy with our laughter. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should be, we should be more generous with our laughter. It's like, That's well. That's funny. That wasn't like Steve Carell funny, so <laughs> I don't want this person to think that they're some sort of comedian. It's sure. like, no, like they said something funny, like laugh. That's true. 
the other tip that I have. We've we've talked about this a lot, but asking follow-up story questions to their stories. Yeah. Uh, or their ideas before jumping into your own story. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like... Totally. Did you have a pet growing up? Oh, yeah. I had a, a German I mean, Shepherd. I had a German Shepherd, <laughs> too. <laughs> exactly. Well, my pet was... <laughs> And yes, so totally. asking follow-up questions to other people's stories before you share yours or, you know, your example about the email. It's like, oh, yeah, I got a hard email this week, too. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool. So we're just, we're swapping monologues now. <laughs> That's a good one. Swapping monologues. Yeah, we don't really want to do that. Yeah, for sure. I think when we are, hopefully when we ask people's stories, it's not just a an opportunity for us to share our story. I mean, hopefully it is too where we get to share our stories, but that is not the first thing we we do. And we get to actually listen and, yeah, participate in the conversation and let them share whatever Mm -hmm. pet they had and ask them more questions about their pet. And I think the, the hard piece of listening is that Sometimes people don't ask you questions, mm-hmm. but sometimes they just don't really want to know or care to know right. how was it for you and how was your life. And I think for us or for anybody, not us as special people, but for for anybody to be okay with that, mm-hmm. it takes, I don't know, maybe time. Yeah. And I think like one major layer of listening well, especially like as a missionary or in community mm-hmm. is there's dual listening happening. Mm-hmm. We're listening to the person and we're listening to the Holy spirit at the same time. Right. A lot of listening. Yeah. And that that's just a, an acquired skill and acquired thing. Um, but one of the things that I think definitely is true is a lot of like the Christian message, especially like in America feels like a platitude mm-hmm. like jesus loves you and god is really good yeah and, and god cares about you right god has a wonderful plan for your life i think it all sounds like platitudes because we said them before we listen to people yeah but i think that if you do that listening 95 percent of the time yeah and then you say just kind of clearly sometimes unprompted because a lot of times people aren't going to ask you like Oh, you're a good listener and you bless people a lot. Mm-hmm. Tell me about yeah. this Jesus of yours. Yeah. But I think there are moments and conversations after we've listened where we get to declare the goodness of God. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like a platitude. Yeah. You know, like death is not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's like that doesn't sound like a platitude at all in that moment or something like no, I think God is actually pursuing you mm-hmm. in all of this stuff. Yeah. Or Jesus actually loves you mm-hmm. completely. And the context of a relationship where you've listened is very powerful. And I think the Holy Spirit does prompt us mm-hmm. to, yeah. to speak. Yeah. I have nothing to say to that. Yep. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> You don't even I'm have a follow-up listening. question? I don't have a follow-up question. Wow. You're doing the interview in this thing. It's not my job <laughs> I to am ask the host. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I, those are those are all the practical things that I thought of uh, with this r- rhythm of of listening. Um don't know if you have any any more to add. 
I think the only last, maybe the last little nugget in a community setting, we might need to teach people how to listen mm-hmm. because sometimes we will be in a situation where one person monopolizes the conversation. Right. And so as we create an environment where people feel comfortable and safe to share, I think as community leaders, um, MC leaders, we can help foster a place where the person that's sharing also gets to listen. And so I don't have you know, any sort of um, magic potion that, you know, <laughs> you add a little bit of this and a little bit of that to make it happen. But I do think that even before we ask questions like in this community setting, mm-hmm. um, we can preface it by saying, you know, this is how we're going to listen tonight. These are the things we're going to be looking for. And if you find yourself only thinking about yourself and the Mm -hmm. things that you want to share about yourself, maybe choose another time to do that. Because right now we're going to try to listen to one another. And I think it is, oftentimes it is necessary to kind of establish those ground rules so that we can actually enter each other's stories and be present with one another. So that would be my only added tip. Yeah, like to within community, within sometimes community. as a leader, you have to set that. Right. Which might feel, I don't know, juvenile or something like that. Of <laughs> like, hey, here are the rules for talking tonight. Probably. Very unco- and, right. Yeah, but it's so worth it. I think it is helpful. And of course, you you can't be monitoring everybody. Well, you're not listening now. Well, <laughs> the, the, don't ask that question. Like, I, it's not our job, but I do think helping facilitate and the conversation so that one person isn't monopolizing the time Mm -hmm. and we all get to learn how to listen to one another. I think that would be a huge gift on community life. That's awesome. Great final nugget. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll be right back with more episodes on the same series and the upcoming ones. We'll engage what it looks like to eat as a regular rhythm, to put ourselves within the story and to tell the story and to rest and recreate with others sabbath Uh, and that spells bless all together so uh, thanks for joining us we'll talk again soon Your grace.